How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal, as always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. So it happened again, buddy. What, what happened? It happened again. I was at a bar today celebrating right. your oh, really good I thought, I thought the story. I, I thought the story was going to end there. You were at a bar today. That, 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 no, I, it happened that, again. That's not where it's ending. <laughs> okay. I was at a bar today celebrating your really good friend's 21st birthday. <clears throat> and <clears throat> a guy comes up to me and goes, oh, my God, AJ's podcast is awesome. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, uh-huh. He goes, how long has he been doing it? I'm like, three years? He goes, wow. He goes, I just picked it up with the uh, episode with Taylor Hendricks being interviewed. Mm -hmm. So right. kudos to that. I look at him and I'm like, how about his co-host? He goes, didn't realize he had one. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. We've never, except for the very first episode of the show, yep. we've never done one without, e without each other, except for here and there, you know, replacing with a, a friend or, or having a guest on. How do they watch you know, the show with, without seeing or hearing you? And now it's seeing you dude, because when it starts, even if I do the intro right. and talk first, you're still on the screen. We're entering, we're getting close to 300 episodes in our history. Well, I think we're over I've 300 missed, episodes. Are we? Are we I possible? think we're over. So all right, I, I thought we were just getting to 300. I think it's like three, we're almost 350 now. No, it can't be that many. It's two a week times 52. It's 150 I'm, weeks. I'm telling you. 308 right now. I got the number right there. 308. Okay. So 308. I've missed three. 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 This is getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. So I apologize for that. I mean, no. I agree. AJ's podcast Listen. is really good. Um, but I'm sure he does it, it, he yeah. does it with a uh, another person. His name's Noel Teal. He's yeah. in. He's introduced – that, that's the first thing I've said on all 308 uh, episodes, you know, except for the three that you weren't here for. So that, okay. uh, you know, people, pay attention. There's a guy on the right. I remind you of it. Pay anytime. attention. Thanks. We I have, just wanted to get that off my chest. We have a wonderful Friday episode for you today. We will continue our NFL list content um, throughout this summer. We are going top five cornerbacks today. Uh, going into the 2023 season, shut down guys. Who's going to be the top five um, going into this year? I got a few that I really think are locked in there. I, we, we should have a couple, you know, on that list. Maybe the spots move around, um, but we should have a couple of the spots same on that list. A lot of honorable if, mentions for you. So if, this was a hard list. If, very hard. If, if we don't have three of the same, something's very wrong. Yeah. We, it, it, look. We could go totally different. I mean, we we uh, the tight ends one. You know, can we have a Mark Andrews type type player that I that I missed out on that you're not going to like? So, uh, well, most likely it, it, it might happen. It might happen. We also have to talk uh, Saquon Barkley. Is he really going to sit out um, and 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 hold out for this contract dispute? The Giants treating him like garbage. You know, with these contract uh, with, with these contract negotiations. I don't I don't like how this is going on there. Uh, we have the uh, home run derby you co correctly predicted with uh, yeah, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. winning. We'll, we'll talk about that and Julio Rodriguez's you know, uh, record-breaking round that ended Pete Alonso's uh, kind of home run derby streak there. Um, and, and we will get to a bunch of other news and notes as well before we get to that. How about, how, how about the NL breaking a nine-year streak of losing yeah, the AL seriously. or the uh, All-Star they, game? They, they have gotten owned by the AL every year. And they finally, you know, yep. made a return. So let's get oh, into it. Let's 
let's run it. Let's start with to get this out of the way, the all-star game and, and Vladimir Guerrero. We did a little <laughs> preview. Out of the way. We did a little preview of the of the all-star <laughs> game uh, weekend and the home run derby. I correctly yeah. predicted Randy Orozarena in the in the final round, which he did, did get to. But I had him playing Pete Alonso, which Julio Rodriguez in front of the Ooh. hometown crowd goes 41 home runs in the first round to end Pete Alonso. That was insane. No, it was unbelievable. And you have to give a lot of credit to his pitcher. I'm not yeah. even joking. This is not even a, a jab. The guy, Pena, his last name was Pena. He was throwing the ball in the perfect spot without like a windup. It was literally like throwing bullets. It was it was registering because how close he was at 103 miles an hour. And then Julio Rodriguez would just jump on it and destroy the pitch every time over the left field fence. It's pretty, it was it's pretty, unreal. It was pretty uh, amazing to watch. And then you saw Pete Alonso go out there. And I don't think his pitcher could throw the ball down the middle. It looked like it was very difficult for him to, to do a simple thing. Four, four out of every five pitches was outside left. Like yeah. it was so stupid. And that's what that's like, what happened uh, last year too. And I think it was the same guy, like Pete. Yeah. I don't know who, what what his relation is to him, pitching coach, hitting coach, relative. It, I know Uncle. it's tough, but 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 come on, get a new get a new guy. I, I want to see Pete Alonso <laughs> win another home run derby. It's not going to happen with this guy pitching in the ball. No. Did you see with Julio Rodriguez? He went seventy pitches, seventy swings, seventy percent home runs. That's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it was a great round. Unfortunately, not one round wins the whole thing. He gets knocked out the next round by Vladimir Guerrero oh, Jr. Well, he uh, was exhausted. Yeah, exhausted he after. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely overdid it, I mean, for sure. But it was worth oh, it yeah, yeah. in terms of but getting who picked that the record. Winner? Who, who picked the winner? You were able to correctly predict the winner of being Vladimir Guerrero yeah. Jr. And he had a great performance. This is his second uh, home run derby as well, um, mm-hmm. I believe. So, mm-hmm. I think Vladimir so. Guerrero Jr. back on top. He he. Th- this was you know he, he was great. Va- I said he was great value. I didn't pick him to win like you did, but it was great value because he has been having such a you know lackluster year. Not really the Vladimir Guerrero we're used to seeing, but he can still mash the ball, and he did that and beats out Randy Rosarina because the Rays beautiful. can't win anything. They always get to the championship, but they don't ever win. Tough, tough, tough luck there. The NL breaks the AL's nine-year streak. So glad, uh, good, good for the yeah. NL there to to, to win an All-Star game. How many innings of the All-Star game did you watch? Zero. Yeah, that's how many I watched. But maybe less than zero. I didn't turn it on. I'm sorry. I, I just I knew I it, totally was it was on. It was a Tuesday it was night. It's not like anything better was on. I there was a Magic game. There, there was a magic summer league game. I watched a little bit of that. I did not watch the, the uh, MLB all-star game. So moving I was on watching from Ted Lasso again. Yeah. I've again. been watching Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Great show. I have definitely yes. gotten hooked on the, uh, on the start of that. So about, I definitely would recommend time. it. It's, it's a, it's a good one. I can tell it's going to be, uh, you know, one of, one of my oh, favorites. So, Oh, it's the greatest. Yeah. Moving on to uh, some news in the NFL here how about the jets gonna be on hard knocks this year i love this for for hard knocks we've had two or three years of really good hard knocks in a row cowboys was great two years ago the lions was a probably my favorite one ever last year um with dan campbell there now we get the jets aaron Rodgers to new york and getting them on hard knocks that's must see tv you know aaron Rodgers in training camp and and this team that kind of is we don't know what to expect. We think they're going to be really good. So it, it should be really fun to to see him in action working with a really good team there. Well, 
you got Sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams, and you know you got a lot of personalities on that team. DJ Reed, you know, yep. plus the fact you got you know all the the, the wide receivers, and I love it. I think they're going to be a great hard knocks. It, I, to me, it's it's must see must see TV, yeah. no matter who's on it. The Jets, I am really excited to watch it. I I told you right now, I think this team is going to win the AFC East. I'm ready to predict it now. I have them winning. I have them winning the AFC East right now. I mean, we're not making official predictions for about another month, but yeah, that's that's how I see this days. trade for Aaron Rodgers and all the acquisitions they've got. This is a very good team, and and in a stacked AFC East, the Dolphins are no pushover. The Bills aren't, and nope. this nope. team for them to win is going to have to, you know, they're going to have to play really good football this year, sure. and we're going to see 100%. we're going we're going to see in hard knocks, how everyone's kind of meshing together. So it'll be interesting to watch that and then make, you know, our official prediction yeah, based what, on the, on what I'm getting think, from it. I think I'm really comfortable saying it now, barring injury, of course. Right. It, and it has a large part to do with Aaron Rodgers' attitude. Yeah. He's come in and he is literally meshed with the guys really well. He looks like, I don't know what it is. Remember last year, I told you we were watching a game and I said, Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's 50 years old. Yeah. Right. Aaron Rodgers right now looks like he's 30. Like, I don't know what the hell happened, but he has like a new lease on life. He looks like he's got yes. a little pep in his step. He's excited. He's happy. The yeah. team loves him. Like, exactly. He's at, like, you can freaking Knicks games. He's at the Ranger games. Like his teammates are with him. It's Everybody knows Aaron Rodgers ability. And yeah. who knows Aaron Rodgers ability the best? Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers is going to the season knowing his team is really good. It's, probably the best team he's had in five, yep. six, seven years um, going, going into the season, maybe his entire career going into yep. the season. He knows his ability and he knows that he's going to have a very good season uh, with, yep. with this roster around him. So I'm I confident agree. in that they signed Quinn and Williams, which was a Let's big, go. big signing for the jets. This has been going on for over a year now with trade rumors. You know, when the jets weren't doing so good two years ago as Quinn and Williams, they hadn't, they hadn't signed a first round pick uh, passed his rookie extension in the last four years. This was the first yep. one. So this is a really good sign for the Jets here. He's, uh, they reached he's a four, so good. four year, $96 million deal, um, $66 million guaranteed. It's a big contract for an all pro defensive tackle. Well deserved. He's one of the best in the league at his position. And he's a he, he's the, the, the center point and a key piece in this defense that they needed to keep in order to keep you know, this, this contending team, uh, mm -hmm. a contender. You know, I'm always the one who you bitch at because I'm always like, he's not worth it. He's overpaid. Like I'm, I, I'm somewhat of a broken record when it comes to athletes being overpaid. Yeah. This is not an overpay. No, this no is not even close. This guy's worth every bit of the $24.5 million a year. I love Quinn Williams. I think he's the best interior, other than Aaron Donald. Then again, Aaron Donald's mm -hmm. getting up there. But other than Aaron Donald, there, there hasn't been a better interior lineman, you know, since like the 90s. Like, he's just so good. Last year, he had 12 sacks, right? He had like 12 tackles for losses. He had 28 quarterback hits. He had two forced fumbles. He four pass blocks. Like, the guy is everywhere, and he yeah. makes that defense go. Right. And you're talking about a team that already has a stacked secondary. Um, has invested into the the linebacker position. They got better yes. at edge at, at the edge position. They, their first round pick this year was an edge rusher. Yep. And Quinn Williams already does everything you just said. He already takes a, you know most of the attention on a defensive line. 
he is the center point, the, the, the best piece on that defense outside of Sauce Gardner. So this was yeah. huge to keep this guy after years of, of trade rumors and really assuming that he wouldn't be on the team after his contract was over. This is a huge signing. They were able to get him on for, for, for like you're saying, the best interior defensive lineman outside Aaron Donald on relatively an, a, a cheap deal. I, you know, yeah. I, not, not cheap, but not, not being cheap. the highest paid you know, defensive right. tackle in the league. It's a deal that measures his productivity. Right. It, exactly. Exactly. Me, me, he got paid for what he did on the field. Yes. And I love to see that. So good job on, on Quinn and Williams. The Jets will be on hard knocks there. Uh, some other news with contract issues. This one is the opposite. Not a good story of what Quinn and Williams just got in his payday. Saquon Barkley is in a really bad contract dispute. This is something we've known uh, for a couple months now at the Giants, you know, Daniel Jones got his bag. He got his money. Saquon didn't. They franchise tagged him and they were going to work this out and hopefully get a deal done before the season starts. This is not looking good now, though. They, three they days. The, the recent three days. the recent reports are Saquon is not afraid to sit out past week one or into the season uh, for that matter. And the, the Giants are simply not offering Saquon anything close to what he is worth. And I know the running back market is kind of in a, a weird position now. And it's, it's kind of like, do you pay running backs? Do you not? You know, there's certain ones that you Isn't have it to. It's right. sad. It's sad. We're talking about Saquon Barkley here, who is a top three running back in the NFL that you're talking about not being, you know, not, not offering him what he should make. And, and it's, this is just the fact of being a running back now in, in the NFL. It's a tough position. But the, right now, the Giants are offering Saquon less guaranteed money than he would make on the franchise tag. Why would yeah. he sign that? Why no, would they think he's an idiot? He's just going to sign, you know, a, a, a team friendly deal. It's not going to happen. So this is going to drag on long, um, you know, into training camp and possibly well, into the season, unless the, the giants, you know, eventually just want to say, Saquon, we're going to pay you what it's worth. And we'll deal with the consequences later. Well, th there's so many things to unravel here, right? Number one is is a guy who gave you 1,650 yards and 10 touchdowns last year worth paying reasonable value for, right? I know he's he's been beat up. He's 26 years old, right? He's come off of two ACL injuries, but he came back last year and was phenomenal. He, he looked great. He looked, he looked the, great. The, the best he's ever been, right? But you have this you have this issue right now. Dalvin Cook, who's a top what seven eight running back in the league. Unsigned, yep, still is, Zeke yeah. Elliott, unsigned, Kareem Hunt, unsigned. Nobody's paying anything for, for running backs. Everybody's going to running back by committee. The Eagles have four running backs. The Cowboys mm -hmm. have three running backs. Like everybody is okay with going a little bit here, a little bit there. There's always a new crop of young talent with better knees coming into the NFL. And here you have like a, a B. John Robinson who's making more money than Saquon Barkley. It's pretty, crazy. it's pretty wild. It's it, it, is, it has gotten wild. And it's so funny because we, we we always look back to the how this all started with the running back decline and in, in, in paying running backs. And it really starts with the Le'Veon Bell situation yes. all those years ago. And when he sits out Perfect. and kind of his his career just, you know, ends. took a uh, I'm not I'm not even gonna sugarcoat ends. Ends after ends. he sits out. He never returns to the field or, or plays meaningful football again. And then you saw it with Zeke and now you're seeing it, you know, with Dalvin Cook and now Saquon Barkley. What what is you know, what, what are the Giants' options here? They're, are they just, you know, is this, it, are they just going to play without their best player? That, that's, that's the part I'm trying to 
trying to comprehend here is, is the, 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 you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers did it to Le'Veon because they had Antonio Brown. They had Ben Roethlisberger. They knew that they could, you know, compete without him, even, even though if he was a big piece to their system. Sure. The Cowboys, you know, they, they loved Zeke, but they knew that keeping Zeke was only hurting the team more than helping. Saquon right. Barkley is the best player the team. on the New York Giants. I don't think anyone right. would dispute that. And nope. are they just going to play without him? I, I, I don't. This is a this is a, a different situation because it feels like Saquon has all, all the leverage, you know, going into this. I don't know it if they totally can does. they can play a, a season without him and and succeed. But could you tell me he's not worth four years, fifty six million? Like give him fourteen million a year. But but like, that's the thing. The answer is a yes to your question. He's worth that. He's yeah. shown that he is great season last year. He's the heart and soul of the team. Uh, you know, uh, most valuable piece on your on your offense. But what happens? Next year, two years down the line, you know, he starts to, to regress like Ezekiel did. He doesn't have the same pop, deals with a knee injury again, has to sit out six weeks, you know, has a, another sort of leg injury in, in year, you know, after year two. That's just the reality of, of what happens to running backs, and, and especially one that gets used so much as Saquon Barkley. You know, the, the Giants are thinking for the future, and it, it's a tough situation. But it's not like you're paying any like wide receivers. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, other than Darren Waller, I mean, you don't have any that, talent. That's the thing is, is you know, the Giants, it, it's almost like the Giants are, you think they're in a, a, a position of like the Cowboys or the Chiefs or, you know, these the, the, the Vikings where they're in cap hell and they're paying superstars all over the board. They're not. They, yeah. the, the, the Giants need to simply sit down and say, we're going to pay Saquon Barkley his value. We're going to give him a payday because he's earned it. And we'll however, deal with it later. However, just like the Cowboys did, they knew that Jerry I, Jones did not want to pay Ezekiel Elliott that that I, crazy contract, but he knew he had I to because he was the best I in the league at the time. What I would like to see is Saquon get his money, but Saquon get his money where he has to sit out Week One against the Cowboys. I think that that's a perfect scenario. I mean, right? I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, dispute that. Like, I, I think that he should just. Week one, just take off. Maybe just off, start extend the vacation another start week. week two. And start week two. Start I, I agree. Listen, that. I, I That's don't the think best our, analysis I've, I've heard. I don't think our, our, our uh, schedule could have worked out any better. Yep. I agree. So that will be interesting uh, to keep uh, an eye on. Poor Saquon. With Saquon. Yeah. But yeah. Here, here's, here's my prediction. You want to hear my, my official prediction? Yeah. yeah. The Giants will pay Saquon Barkley by week 100%. one because if they don't, they're fools. And. Yes. They can't do 100%. that. 100%. So they're going to have to they pay. They will definitely pay him. Will Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott be on a week one roster? I I don't know. I, 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 I simply just, don't know. It's uh, insane. Dalvin, the Dalvin Cook situation is interesting because there is a there there is there's reports out there. He has contract offers from multiple teams. But mm-hmm. he's we're talking a year, one year, two million, two years, three million. Two like, million? Veteran minimum for, for Dalvin Cook. <laughs> He's not going to play for for that. So my answer to you is I don't know. Is he eventually going to have to say, okay, I'm taking the one-year veteran minimum prove-it deal to, to no. go to the best, you know, situation I can go to, to to showcase I still have it and then try to, you know, break the bank next next offseason? I, I think Dalvin Cook eventually signs with the team. Ezekiel Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott's no. going to get a call. Lame. No, I, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is on the team week one. Maybe, maybe we're talking about a midseason uh, signing. Someone gets injured. He goes well, and, and finds. I don't think anyone. Knee I, out in training camp. Right. Exa- and he'll be I, 
that that's that's the scenario you're gonna it happens all the time it happens every year you might see that but as it stands right now no team out there is looking to pay Ezekiel Elliott any type of real money to to be on no. their backup running back it's just Agreed. not happening so agree how cha- wait by the way when you kind of look at the history of the NFL, when when Emmett and Walter Payton and yep. you know Barry Sanders and those guys played Earl Campbell, like like the running back was the one who got paid the most money. Yep. Now it's the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Could you imagine if the seventh best quarterback in the league was available? How long would he be on the street? Eighty seconds, twenty three minutes. Yeah, right. I mean. This is like a top 10 running back in the league who still has a lot of go in his legs. Like, I cannot believe Dalvin Cook has not been picked up by somebody. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and I thought the Dolphins were going to do it in a heartbeat. But apparently, they're one of those teams that will not budge on offering him any more uh, yeah, money they have, than... They, they couldn't get Dalvin Cook to fit into that scheme unless they got rid of one or two of their running backs in that room. You, you can't have five running backs. But another thing, another thing that we're, we're not really in, including here is you can kind of group all these guys into, into one group. DeAndre Hopkins, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. They're, these are seasoned vets. I don't think they really care about training camp or OTAs or, or sure. you know, that that kind of stuff. Th- this might be a, let me chill out. Let me work on my own. I don't need to go through this for my, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth year in the league. Uh, let me let me wait till this season's about to start and I can just go game mode and then sign with yeah. the team. We could see, you know, that happen too. Totally. And I, I, I think that's what DeAndre Hopkins is doing. You know, sure. as well. Yeah. How he's not re-signed either. Th- these are mind-boggling situations. Yeah. Troubling, crazy times Troubling. in the uh, in the NFL. So Troubling. Uh, we will we'll, we'll go to cornerbacks in a second to continue NFL talk. But before we get there, we have two stories that I just want to mention here. One is is just a news piece. We don't talk a lot of European soccer, but I think this is one point that we just have to make. Kristen Pulisic, USA. Uh, soccer team captain, you know, beloved golden boy, golden boy of, of the United States, a uh, transfer to AC Milan. I know he played at Chelsea in the Premier League. I know my soccer fans that that are always texting me talk more Premier League and soccer. I don't know enough yeah. about it to talk about it, but I know who Kristen Pulisic is, and I know he played for Chelsea, and now I I know who AC Milan is, and uh, you know, and and I'm assuming you know transfer is is trade, and and I he will be traded to uh, AC Milan to go play in the Italian league. So that's that's so, an interesting piece. So when I was in Milan, this yep. is ni- we're talking 1996. I want to say wow. I went to ago. a game. Really? Holy crap, dude! Different different atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I, I just. The people are insane. They take it so <laughs> seriously. The chanting and the craziness and the—I it, mean, it's—it's it's a party, man. It it's like it's awesome. like if Bills fans did four lines of coke and and yeah. and shotgun a bunch of beers, like and that, then that's, also, that's and, what it was. But then, but then you added thirty more thousand Bills fans. Yeah, you really. Know, like it's 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 huge. The stadiums are huge. They're going nuts, nuts for ninety minutes. It's it is nuts. a different atmosphere. It's awesome. The whole the whole city shut down for the game. I mean, other than the pubs around it, there was nothing going on in that city yeah. other during those three hours. It was awesome. Highly recommended. Cool, cool, to, cool to hear. I mean, any any thoughts on on Pulisic and going to AC, you know, Listen, AC Milan? I, 
I'd be completely <laughs> lying if I told you that if AC Milan is any good anymore. Obviously, back in those days, AC Milan was the Bayern Munich, was the mm-hmm. PSG, was the Man City. The Man City. Yeah, that that was that was them in the Italian league. You know, I mean, I, I I might be wrong, but I think Roberto Baggio, who was like one of the greatest Italian players ever, played for them. Like, like they were like the greatest team. They, they had all oh. the stars on them. Now I couldn't name. I couldn't even tell you if like you know, <laughs> I don't even the, the eighth guy on the bench of the London you know pr, you know yeah. team plays on it. I have no idea. But, so I, that's why we can't. We we got to educate ourselves when when Premier League comes on this this uh this fall. Listen, but the only thing when, I know about Premier League is through Ted Lasso. That's all I know. Exactly. That's that is that is a good point. All I uh you know AFC Richmond, Richmond till we die. Richmond till we die. <laughs> Um, that, that's, that's your, your soccer news for the, for the episode. How about our last story here? Pat Fitzgerald. Oh, Jesus Christmas. No, no longer head coach of the Northwestern football team. Been there for over a decade, almost 17 seasons. Um, hall of fame college football coach was a, you know, as turned Northwestern around, turned him around, made him a good, a good program in the, in the big 10. Gets fired for hazing scandal in the Northwest uh, Western football program. This story is crazy. It's nuts, and it's not really because of the hazing scandal. It, it you know we've seen this before, whether it's in sports, you know, or mm-hmm. just where hazing originates, and you know, uh, school scandals, fraternities, sororities. Uh, but you know, we, we've seen this before in football and, and ritual team rituals to, you know, to get rookies, you know, uh, you know, more a- acquainted to and, and make them, you know, do some rituals to, to be a part of the team. But some of these things are weird that I'm reading, like dry humping rookies in a dark room, you know, nude, uh, you know, for- forcing rookies to uh, to run to run sprints until they they threw up and then it's just the weirdest, most horrifying stuff that you're just like, Pat Fitzgerald, 17 years and he he was doing this. You just wouldn't think of it. No, you wouldn't think of it. And I mean, if I, if I remember correctly, wasn't the baseball coach doing something similar at the at the school also? Yeah, I like, believe so. A couple years the, back. There, there's a problem with the Northwestern athletic like, culture. And how does yeah. the athletic director still have a job? How does the athletic director have the job? The assist you're telling me the assistant coaches didn't know about it. I mean, let's let's be well, honest. Patrick Sherrill still still claims he had no knowledge of it, right? The reason he's being released, you know, on the the notion that you know, as the head coach, you should have known this was going on. Right. He knew it was going on. Come on, like I'm sorry, like we've never yes. had enough sports to know that if the right. head coach, if this is Come going on. on, the head coach knows about it at a prestigious school like Northwestern. Pat yep. Fitzgerald knows everything that's going on within that yep. school as a whole. Do, do, you think he didn't know think, about this for his time there? Come on, that's ridiculous. Do, do you think alumnus uh, Mike Greenberg, Greeny, mm. is sitting there proud of his academic institution right now with the notion uh, that, that I their be. athletic I mean, that's... program is in shambles? I, I just – reading these kind of the because i was i was interested i was like what do you mean hazing scandal like what was he making him drink you know in a basement whatever and and then i and i and then i see flashbacks and then i and then i see like the the dry humping in the dark room blind i'm just like dude what this is weird well there was this This thing about rape 
like all kinds of uh, racial slurs and, you know, all yeah. kinds of like toxic behaviors. And they wouldn't even go into details because I'm sure it was just awful. But like, it just, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Like you're, you're, like you said, you're at a big 12 institution that's known to be one of the best academic schools in the country, right? You have a Hall of Fame-esque coach. You've turned this program into something worthwhile in the Big 12, a uh, Big 10, right? They're, they're actually relevant. Yep. And you have this thing going on underneath. Like, I don't understand the necessity. And, 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 and I, for, I pledged a fraternity. I was hazed. I got through it. I guess <laughs> some good stuff, some bad stuff. And, you know, I'm sure I have some, you know, psychological damage. But at the end of the day, it was hazing for like a bunch of guys and, and, and a fraternity. This is like like this a is, multi-billion dollar sports thing. This is, like, I don't get it. Football, don't get it's a big football program. Like yes. you said, a prestigious yeah. school. This is ridiculous. And ridiculous. And and now this is going to set Northwestern. It's just going to set them back. Years. back decades. 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 Like, it's, this is ridiculous. It's so sad to see. Yeah. So. Terrible Nobody story. Nobody will be playing but, at Northwestern for their grain of salt for many no. years to come. Sucks. Good so, job, Patty. Good sorry, job. Sorry for uh, Northwestern. Listen, all right, we got to get to our job. Might hey, oh, that athletic job might Ooh. open up, man. I could take that should phone we, call. Should we make our own Ted Lasso ourselves and just go coach, you know, Northwestern and turn them around? Totally, that would be great. Be I will cool. make that. I I will I will bring camaraderie to that locker room. <laughs> are we gonna Are we gonna work on like group hugging instead of hazing to Done. to I, to turn the dude, culture around? whatever it takes to get that job, I will do it. <laughs> All right, let's get to top five corners uh, right, on today's let's, episode. Let's go. We have been doing pretty much every Friday. We've been going through our, our NFL list. Got through most of our offensive. Yeah, got, got most of our offensive positions down. We did coaches. We did tight ends last week. And now we're going to move more defensive-wise. I don't really want to talk like defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties even, but Corners is, you know, it's it's the, probably the hardest I, position I, in football. And I still to think be we a could good, do pass rushers next yeah, week. Yeah, we could do I think pass so. rushers. Yeah, we could do next week, definitely. But sure. for corners, like th this is a prestigious position. And if you're the best of the best, you know, it's it's a flex. So we're going to yes. talk about the best of the best. We're going to talk about what we believe our top five corners going into next season is. Um, and I will start with our honorable mentions, as I usually sure. do. The most honorable mentions I've had on a list as of yet. Uh, there's a lot of guys that didn't make the cut, but you gotta you gotta acknowledge them. They're great corners, but it, it takes a lot to be a top five guy in this league. Patrick Sertain right. just missed the cut. Uh, really, really good corner, young player has been has had a really good start. Has had a really good start to his career, but I don't know how you could put him top five um, in this list. Um, you're gonna hate me for my number five because you just. Hate on him all the time, and he's a really good uh, corner. Dude, I don't fall okay. for the the just, cowboy trolls, but just just uh, just just certain young mention. player could be there in his top five, but not yet. Um, how about Darius Slay? Darius Slay, I hate him, but he had a really good year last year. He's had a, two good years, uh, really. But I will not put Darius Slay as a top five corner. AJ Terrell is another that just missed the list. He had a down year last year for the Falcons, but he's a, another good young corner. Um, in the league, uh, Trey White for the Buffalo Bills been in and out of the lineup with injury. He's still a really good corner, though. Um, Xavier Howard misses the list um, because there's a better corner on his team now um, that that is better than him. And he had a down year last year, too. 
And then my last one would be Stefan Gilmore, who is the newest Dallas Cowboy corner, who is uh, the more and more that I read about Stefan Gilmore and, and the trade for a fifth round pick, one of the best moves of the offseason. PFF sure. graded him as a top 10 corner last year. I love that. I so yep. he's not top five, but he had to be mentioned there um, for, for honorable okay. mentions. So, so the Patrick Sertain one, I, I, we're going to go to blows. Oh, yeah. over. We, okay. we will. We'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to that. Um, for my honorable mentions, I have Jair Alexander, you know, if, if he could just stay healthy. But Jair Alexander as a healthy corner, I think, is a top five corner. I just couldn't put him in there because of the health issues. Uh, Marlon Humphreys, same reason. That one. That I mean, that one's a. I know. That one's. Crazy. I, but listen, I, I, I just. Listen, I love how, Jair Alexander. He, he's phenomenal. He just he just doesn't play enough, right? He, he had a bounce. My top he, he missed two years ago. He had a bounce back year last year. I, I think if he stays healthy again, I mean, you'll see where Maybe. I have him. I think he's fantastic. And then Gilmore and Diggs are both on my outside looking in on I mean, the top I, five. I knew you were going to not include Diggs. You don't. You never give him the credit that he deserves, but I'll, I'll give him That's the it. credit he deserves. I, I'll give him this, okay? He, he's gone from a ball-hawking <laughs> interception machine, which he was two years ago, to a better corner mm -hmm. in terms of coverage. I still think he gets beat over the top too much. I think he sometimes forgets that he's a corner and not a wide receiver, and that problem that's problematic to me. I think he makes a couple too many bonehead plays during the game, and then he'll give you the phenomenal play, which is why I have him sixth overall. He literally was my number six when I made my list. So yeah. I have him right there. I just could him in the, put him in the top five because I have five better. And, oh, I totally agree with you. A.J. Terrell is right there, too. Yeah, I think yep. AJ Terrell was a phenomenal bright spot on a crappy Atlanta Falcons defense that should only get better this year. Okay, so, so a couple, now. couple of similar honorable mentions there. Uh, I, yep. I, you know, you don't know how I don't have Sertain on your list. I don't know how you don't have don't. Jair Alexander on my list. But I will start at number five with Great. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon there Diggs is go. a top five corner in the NFL. Cowboys, the Cowboy haters. Just you have one more spec. Well, you have one higher than me. Go ahead. Look, Cowboy haters, just, you know, leave for a minute. I'm going to give props to my guy. Trayvon Diggs is excellent. He's a great corner. Um, you know, the, the, the common argument is, you know, gets blown by and beaten too many times. And, yes, yes. he has a couple it's of true. plays where he will gamble and it doesn't pay off. But, I mean, we, we saw the number of those plays drop significantly from year one. Like you said, yes. ball hawking corner year one had the uh, 13 interceptions um, and then comes back this year. Obviously, he's not going to be targeted as much, but pass deflections were up. Um, just coverage in general was better. He was a better man coverage corner. And that was dealing with injuries to Anthony Brown. You had Deron Bland, who, thank God, was really good, but he was a rookie that had to yep. step in. Jordan Lewis went down with injury. He was kind of on an island by himself. You know, Definitely. after, uh, you know, after all those injuries, now Stefan Gilmore is on the other side. The three safe, the, the safety trio is back with, you know, Wilson, um, uh, Wilson leading the pack back there. I, I think Trayvon Diggs is set up to have his best season yet. And, you know, we, we could see the interceptions. You know, they're never going to be what they were in the first year, but we could see a step up from, from last year. And I can, I continue seeing Trayvon Diggs improve as a cover, you know, in man coverage. So I think well, he's fine. There's two things. There's two things. One, Stefan Gilmore is definitely going to help him. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, teams are just not going to be able to exploit both of them. The second thing that I do agree with you with is that really cool stat on 36 different plays last year, he reached 20 miles an hour running. 
Yeah. Like that's speed. The guy has and, that, and that's super and that's speed. and that's something that's underrated is he can he can play a little you know uncharacteristic and maybe let a guy beat him and then catch up with speed. We've seen him do that. We've seen him bait quarterbacks into thinking guys are open yes, and the closing speed is amazing. Too many. He's let too many I, over the top. I feel like that that narrative is so overblown in terms of he does it every mm. game. Every he doesn't. We're talking four mm. or five plays out of the year where where he you mm. know he drastically gets gets beat. And you're also, I think we're forgetting that cornerback is the hardest position to play in football. That is a fact. And okay. a lot of the, the, okay. the reason that, that corners go in and out and guys have one good year in this year, it's hard. It's hard to cover guys. Yes. So if your excuse for Trayvon Diggs not being a top five receiver is he gets blown by five, six, seven times a year, then I don't know what to tell you because I think that's stupid. That's, I think that's a stupid argument. He's a great corner. Okay. Okay. Number one guy, oh. and and he's an All Pro. All the all five guys on my on my list have been or are All Pros at the current moment. Fair, and I listen. I don't have a problem with Trayvon Diggs being five. I had him at six. It wasn't that big of a deal. However, I have five better. My number five is somebody I know you don't have on your list, and I know you're not thinking about, and I know most people aren't thinking about because his 2022 campaign was pretty much completely cut short due to a lacerated kidney. And that is mm. Marshawn Lattimore. Hey, Marshawn Lattimore. Come on. Don't say, don't say he's not on my list. He's number four for me, baby. Ah, I mean, let's come on. go, AJ. Nice. I'm a big Marshawn right, Lattimore fan. Listen, I, I just, just, I, your respect level just went up right now for me. I, I think that Marshawn Lattimore, pound for pound, is the most physical dominating corner I, in the game. I completely yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I, think, just, he's so, I think he is. He's, He's a beast, right? And, you know, he has, since he's come in the league, he's fourth in the league in, in pass breakups. He, he's just a phenomenal one-on-one -on -one cover guy who also can play the slot, who also could play safety if they needed him to. I love Marshawn Lattimore. I put him fifth. I think he's going to have a monster back, back, bounce back season on the way to the Saints winning the NL, NFL South. NFC South, but you're trying. what I say? <laughs> The NFL, NFL South. NFC South. I, I agree with blah, everything. Blah, 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 blah. I agree with everything you just said. I, I to to an exact uh, T. I'm Marshall Lattimore just going into my number four. He, he's my four. I, again, Marshall Lattimore has had inconsistency with injury. Um, the Saints have been a bunch of mediocrity for the last couple of years since Drew Brees left. So not a lot yeah. of you know moments to shine. But like you said, the Saints have a year that they're expected to win their division. They have a good team. They have a good team. Yes. There's a lot of weapons. They have uh, are, they have a good defense again. Derek Carr is going in there with a new opportunity. Like the sh the, the Saints are are are, are forced to be reckoned with in in the NFC. You know, as as weak as it is. Yeah. So that going into it, Lattimore being healthy, I think this year is a very important year for Marshawn Lattimore. Like you said, very physical. Thirty two pass breakups over the last couple seasons. Uh, he's been you know he he is a, he in terms of lockdown corner. I think I, I think he's you know behind Sauce Gardner and Ramsey right behind them and, and just man on man guard always will guard the best player uh you know op opposite of him and you know for and won't for, back down will not for back over down. half the games he's gonna lock him down and he's gonna have good yeah. a, a really good year this season if he can stay healthy so I agree totally. I pull out more at four okay so for my four you're not gonna like it because he's on your honorable mention and he's on a team that we hate more than life itself. Uh, and I got to give come on, Darius he four. fell for it. No, I didn't he's not top five. Stop. He is he's not he top is. five. 
Come on. Look, at the end of the day, all right, you're dealing with a guy who we thought tremendously coming out of college when he went to Detroit that he was going to be the number one guy. In the first year, he looked great, and then his production went down. When he went to the Eagles, right, I mean, he is he's as aggressive as any corner in the league. He is an interception machine. He has more pass breakups than anyone in the league in the last 10 years. But you got to give this guy a credit. I mean, like 80% of the time the ball goes up in the air, he goes and gets it. Like, that's a ridiculous stat. And, you know, I mean, obviously with Bradford, uh, Bradbury on the other side, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles secondary is phenomenal. And they showed it last year. I mean, they really shut down some top receivers game in and game out. And I think you're doing disjustice if you don't put Darius Lay in your top five. And maybe it's and, – and here's the thing. Maybe it is the Eagle hate. But I've been giving maybe. love to the Eagles in all of these lists. We talked good about Jalen Hurts. Dallas Goddard, I may as well have, you know, yes, you did. kissed him on his Might lips. Have. I talked so good right. about him. Like, uh, there was definitely enough. I mean, I think we talked about A.J. Brown on the wide receivers. But I refuse to give Darius Slay the credit. I have always thought Detroit Lions, Eagles, that this guy was just the most overrated guy. You want to talk about a corner that gets, you know, blown by you. You, don't, you say it for Diggs, but you don't want to talk about it for Slay. Uh, you know, Slay, Darius Slay is someone that gets caught because he's not the mm. fastest guy. He uses that, his physicality, you know, to, 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 you know, create the advantage. But he's not, you know, you he doesn't the, have the speed that some of the, these other corners have, especially yeah, at but, reaching 31, 32 years old. If you look at the stats, Bradbury got beat over the top way more than Darius Slay did. He did, but look, I, I think Slay is a good, uh, good corner. Um, he, you know... Him, I think the arrival of Bradbury helps him because, you know, whenever you have that 1A, 1B type of corner, it's always going to allow you to produce more. Um, but, you know, Slay for me just just doesn't, you know, do the things that, that the five guys on this list do for me. You know, and, and again, it may be the Eagle hate, but I cannot yep. put – I can't put Slay at a, at a top. All right. All right. Who do you got at three? Okay. Three, I have Jalen Ramsey, and I think this is the correct place – to put Jalen Ramsey. He's not the best corner in the league anymore. There's a new guy who I hope me and you both have at number one, because I think it's pretty damn, uh, I pretty think it's on lock that he, that he has, you know, number one. Um, but mm -hmm. Jalen Ramsey is, is the number three best corner going into the season. And, and th this is a new situation for Ramsey. He goes in to the season on a new team on the Miami dolphins. Um, he, you know, it, it's, it's funny because when you look at Ramsey, you know, he had the, he's been on the bad Rams, uh, you know, bad Jacksonville team, good Jacksonville team, bad Rams team, Super Bowl Rams team. You know, he's been in a lot of different situations and in all of them, he's played top of the league, really good. So mm -hmm. that, that's gives me the confidence that going into a new situation in Miami, you know, he, he's going to produce once again, he's going to be a top corner in the league. You know, he had. He had some plays last year that were uncharacteristic. Uh, one that comes to mind was the Mike Evans blown pass at the end of the, uh, you know, game against the Bucks. I know it was the end of the game, whatever. Like, what, but just what, what, that, what that play, I think that play was just a uh, embodied Jalen Ramsey season, you know, last year. It was very good, but he had some of those plays where it was like, Jalen on Jalen Ramsey, really? I, you know, I didn't know that that he would would do that. He's also something that no one talks about. He's the best run defensive corner in the league. I mean, to have a guy that's 6'4 with his wingspan, no wide receivers blocking Jalen Ramsey. He's going to get around. And if you try to run to the outside, he's so good at getting in the backfield exactly. and, and tackles for loss and stuff. And I think that's underrated from a corner yes. aspect. So 
Three is the position Three. that I put Ramsey. Um, I have I have learned to respect Ramsey more. I, I used to be a little more down on him than I am, but he's going to have a good year. And, and being alongside Xavier and Howard, you're get you're seeing a trend here. One A, one B, having another really good corner next to you. Like Ramsey's going to have an excellent year. It was a great trade for Miami. It's going to secure a, a probably the best corner duo in the uh, in the league right now. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He is ranked third, right? And my reason for ranking him third is a little different. I think for the perspective of, and maybe you, you actually said this, you just didn't say it in the same words. For me, it's not ability, it's effort, right? You could watch Jalen Ramsey not mm-hmm. give two craps last year on many plays. The team was terrible. Right. Stafford went down. Cooper Cup went down. They weren't going to make a, a playoff run. And you could tell that he just didn't care. Why am I going to put my body out there and kill myself yeah. for this crappy team? Which, understandable. I'm, I mean, we're human beings, and, and I get it. When he wants to play at an elite level, the ability is there for him to be the number one guy in the league. Yeah, right? Definitely. He is that good. He was tied with Sauce Gardner for the most pass. Uh, deflections last year he had four interceptions in a year he didn't give a crap and you put him in miami where they are a very corner friendly league you know team this is a team that rushes the passer extremely well that got better on the offense defensive line for for the pass rush and they put those corners out there and they go go ahead you know run around with whoever you want to run around with i think jalen ramsey's in the perfect situation i think he's gonna have a phenomenal year and i have no problem putting him third I'm glad we uh, we agree on that one because it's time yeah. to get to the part where we don't exactly no, we agree. Don't. We have two very different number twos <laughs> that we're, that we're going to get to. Wait, that we both don't have in the top five. Go figure. Yeah, very, very weird. That, that is really? a little strange. Uh, yeah. My number two is Jair Alexander of the Green Bay Packers. Jair Alexander has been one of the most slept on corners for a long time now um he missed two years ago pretty much the whole season um in 2021 he had uh i I believe it was a back injury that kept him out most of the year um the the green bay packers defense with uh, jay alexander and without are two drastically different things uh when when he is out there and they have their starting corner uh (laughs) they are a much better uh, you know pass defense team and and he's going to be out there for this season he you know should be healthy going into this He's only 26. I don't even think Jair Alexander has hit his prime yet and the playing the best football that he's going to play. Last year, he only allowed a 66 passer rating when he was targeted. Um, and, and, and he had five interceptions last year, which was his career high at 26 years old. So Jair, Jair Alexander just has to get to stay on the field for you know 17 games, and you're going to see yet another all-pro type of season from Jair Alexander, and he could damn well finish as the second-best corner behind the obvious number one that should have another great year. And, and Jay Alexander could be the MVP for a Packers team that's looking for a, a new sort of leader, you know, best type of player on their team. I I don't disagree with anything you said. My only reason I don't have Jay Alexander in the top five, and I would reiterate again, is he doesn't stay healthy, and I don't think Green Bay is going to be as good this year, and we'll see if he has the motivation to be as great as we want him yeah. to be. And that's right. respect. I mean, we're, but, you have but, to be available, so that's a that's a good argument. Right. I mean, he he has been on and off the field, and that, but that from is a talent concern. perspective. You are absolutely correct to put him in the top five. There's no doubt about it. And if it was just based on talent, I probably would have as well. And I had him on the outside looking in. Yep. However, for my number two, and I don't understand how you don't have him in your top five. 
Like, I would be okay if you put him at four, you put him at five. But the fact that you called him an honorable mention, Patrick Sertan is a top two shutdown corner in this league. You Listen, when he came out of college, we were begging Cowboys to take him, right? And yeah, he got we picked were. by Denver one or two spots ahead of and him. And I still want him. I still want him. We cried. We cried. We did. Right? I, yeah. he, he is. He And all we have seen is get better and better and better in the three years that he has been in the league. He is going he listen, he is he's big, he's physical, he's fast, he can shut you down, he can play press coverage, he can play off the ball, and he's a great, great open field tackler. I just think that overall, the only thing that he has to get better at is is more 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 deflections, more, you know, as go high point the ball, go knock the ball down at, at the point of contention. But people don't throw his way because they don't even want to like test his athleticism. And that to yeah. me is always the measure of a great corner when people didn't throw against Jalen Ramsey when he was at his prime and you shut down an entire side of the field. Deion Sanders did it back in the day when you have Stefan Gilmore and his defensive player of the year, year, a couple of years ago, these are players, even Tredavious white when he, in 2019, when he was on top of his game and won defensive player of the year, when they're at their height of their game, they basically make the other half of the field go away. Darrell Revis, another one that comes to mind. That is the epitome of a shutdown, unbelievable corner when you don't even get the ball thrown your way. Again, good points. Uh, like I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Kind of the same thing with Jai Alexander, but I just think we're like we need to slow the roll real quick. Like slow down, oh, you know. Oh. Slow. Like he's been in the league two years. He hasn't done anything unworldly. He hasn't caught. He didn't have a, a rookie season like Sauce Gardner. He's not on Jalen Ramsey's level yet. You know, I, I even think, you know, he never, he didn't have a 13 interception year like Trayvon Diggs. Like, no, but he, he did, hasn't, but he did pick off Patrick Mahomes last year. He did. He, he did was only one of four Patrick people Mahomes. to do that. Yeah. He, it, this is no knack on Patrick Sertain. I still want him on the Dallas Cowboys, but who do we get besides uh, Patrick Sertain? Who do we end up getting? We got Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, we did. So I like Trayvon. And, and we, I believe that, was that draft Michael Parsons who we picked? Uh, no, that was the draft. Or was that the draft we got CD Lamb? Or it might have been CD. Yeah. And I'm cool with any of those guys over yeah. over Sertain. But back to what I'm saying. Like I I love Sertain. He's had a really successful first two years. He's fit right into what the you know Broncos needed in a number one corner and, and grooming a number one guy. Um but I, I just I, I think we're we're rushing a little too much. Top five in the league next year. I, I think we're going way Way too fast, too quick. I, nope. I don't see how you could put them over these guys that are proven and are still in their primes and are going to take another step. Um, I still think guys like Tredavious, White, fully healthy, are better than a Sertain. Um, you know, you. I don't even have Slay on my uh, on my top five list, but I think that I take Slay over Sertain still. Um, you know, Xavier Howard is still a really good corner. We haven't even talked about alongside Ramsey. I still take him over mm -hmm. Sertain. Sertain's a guy mm -hmm. that I would. If we were doing a top 10 list, maybe he'd fall back on the on the back end of that top 10. But we are rushing into a guy that has a very bright future. Let's come back to this list in two, three years, but not right now. No way a top 23, baby. 2023. So we'll who see. could possibly be number who one? Who could be number one? I know, I right? Know. It's... Could it be the guy that but he... when we were talking about the draft last year, we were the only two people in the world talking about the greatest person on coming out of yeah, college that nobody knew yeah. about? Not the whole, I mean, there's a reason he was a top five pick. Like he's, he was, he was amazing. Everyone knew nobody was, how good he nobody was. was now, about 
Were, was anyone talking about how we knew that going into his rookie season, he would automatically be, be, be this good? I don't think anyone was talking about that. We definitely were pretty confident he was going to slot in as a top five guy. After year one, <laughs> Sauce Gardner is the best corner in the NFL, hands down. That's right. This guy was unbelievable in his rookie year. He allowed a 53 passer rating. That was lowest in the league. Um, 45% of his pa- of the passes thrown in, uh, into coverage were, were caught. That's under half. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yep. Um, he, he was the craziest thing about sauce Gardner is the, 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 you know, the volatile passes thrown. It felt like it kept increasing. Like quarterbacks wouldn't just accept the fact that he was this good. And they were just keep testing the rookie. Keep it. Te- Stop testing the rookie. Stop. It's not going to work between interceptions, between pass deflections, just being the best lockdown corner, shut down number one guy. He's going to match up across your best wide receiver. And he locked up some of the best in you know, look at that division. Stefan Diggs, Tyree kill Jalen Waddle, you know, all these guys, he had great outings against and going into year two. All I hear is, well, he has to come down to earth a little bit. No, he doesn't. He didn't allow a touchdown in in high school, college, and yep. he hasn't allowed one in the NFL yet. So, step back. He's just he's just a beast. He's the best in the league, and he's going to continue being the best for a long time. Let's think about that again. Look, can we, can we please just mention that again? He is not given up a touchdown in, in his football career. career. Football career. Football, he football actually career. did give up one last year, and it got called back for a penalty, uh, which yeah. was kind of funny. But, I mean, this is – listen, we, you got to experience when you were younger Revis Island, right? Darrell Revis, for a, a couple of years in, in uh, New York, nobody threw to his side of the ball ever because if you did, it got picked off or it got knocked down, and it just wasn't worth it. You're going to experience Sauce Island this year. quarterbacks are not going to throw his way. I mean, he is is going to totally DJ Reed is going to become the most important person on the New York jets defense this year, because he's the other guy. He's the other corner on the other side, and he is going to be tested continuously because if you throw the ball to the left side of the field, you're on crack. Yeah. You, I mean, you just are like this, this guy is, and and I'm expecting this Jets team, Quinn and Williams back. We just talked about it. Aaron Rodgers, hard knocks. All of this, everything just seems to be coming together. Sauce Gardner, it, it, he's he, he's the type of guy that's going to feed off that. You know, he he's the confidence, the swagger that he brings. I'm just expecting dominance over this league for, for right. uh, at least, you know, a decade from Gardner. I think he's a generational talent. He's number one, yes. and he he finishes off the the cornerback list for me. I'm glad I'm glad we both agree on uh, on Sauce. If you didn't put Sauce first, we were ending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the crazy thing: I when when we when we we were discussing this morning, what do we do for the list for for today's NFL list? Yep. And I said corner. Like I immediately was think I I just went through my mind. I'm like, all right, who am I gonna put? And I was like, all right, one Sauce. I didn't even, I didn't even second guess myself. I was like, number one, sure. Sauce Gardner. And then I was like. I wonder if Noel will, will put Sauce Gardner. I was actually curious. I was like, really? I don't know. But now I'm, really? I've been assured. I'm happy. Really? I've been assured that I you're mean, you're on the same track. I mean, number one, obviously we're UCF fans, so he, and Cincinnati played in the American during his mm-hmm. college. Number two, we got to see him multiple times a year, and we got to see him. We watched a lot of Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati games. 
Number yes. three, we were all over that draft saying he's worth a top five pick all day mm -hmm. long. And we also both predicted that he'd be defensive rookie of the year before the season started. So if yep. we're not all Sauce Gardner fans, I would wear a Sauce Gardner jersey tomorrow if you bought yep. it for me. <laughs> I'm not going to. I don't okay. want to see you in a Jets jersey. I know it's Sauce That's Gardner, fine. but maybe a, a Cincinnati Sauce Gardner jersey. That's kind and, of fine. And, and let's not forget, for those who are, you know, are, are true, true listeners, what mm. was Noel's AFC team all last year? The Jets. Right. So I was just a year early. I, yeah. I'm, wait till you Are see you going to continue the Jets? Oh, it sounds God, like you're continuing yes. it. The Jets bandwagon. 100%. I am I'm on the on Jets too. I'm up and on two this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I can't wait for hard knocks. I can't wait to watch wait. Aaron Rodgers. Maybe maybe one of the episodes will, do, will be like a group team psychedelic trip with Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? It could be Ooh. something something crazy. Yeah, I'm just not throwing anything up my you-know-what. So, other than that, we're good. <laughs> nice. All right. We will, uh, we'll see everyone next week. Have a, uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Get some Ted Lasso in.